There we go. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Dyslexia Coffee Talk. We have with us today, our guest is Mads Johan, and I'm not even going to try to say your last name because I know I'm going to say it wrong. That's it. It's, um... <laughs> I'm going to, well, I'll try. Oh, guard. It's good in English. It's not correct, <laughs> but it's, it's good. <laughs> How are you today? I'm actually good. I, it's been very busy the last month. <laughs> I just finally kind of cleaned the whole house. Everything is back on track. So I feel very good today. <laughs> so everybody knows who you are. Um, a lot of people within the States know you because you're an artist, but you are also a special education teacher. You are dyslexic and you have dyscalculia, which I can never say properly as well. <laughs> yes. So... How do you mind if I ask how young you were or old you were when you were diagnosed? Yeah, so it's a bit of a story behind that, but I was 10, 11 when I got the dyslexia uh, diagnosis, and I was uh, 13, 14 when I got this the, the dyscalculia diagnosis. Okay. So I was lucky, I got a very good <laughs> mathematical teacher. Math, math teacher is called yeah so it was not done at the same time as because you know usually they don't know what this calculia is so they don't check for it right um was it the math teacher that sort of pointed out to your parents that he thought something more was going on yeah yeah so it was in a specific situation because she actually studied to study more about this calculia because she was very interested in it. And she was actually studying under um, a, lot of, yeah, a professor, it's called professor in, in Oslo. I live in Norway uh, at the time. And I just happened to be at the right place at the right time because she needed someone to try these techniques out on. And I was like, <laughs> she picked me up and said, hey, Let's do, do you want, are you interested? I, I, I think you have some troubled math. Can we do some tests? I'm like, sure. Yeah, I would love to. And uh, there was no surprise. I, I definitely had this calculia. She got her license and I got a diagnosis. So it's a win-win situation because she also wanted to write a book about it. Uh, I don't know. I, I think there she made some math, math books for these calculi individuals uh, eventually. So... I had a little saying that that was really, really fun. So I was <laughs> at the right time at the right place. Otherwise it would probably never been picked up. So I've, you know, I, I've known you, <laughs> my cat just slammed her head on the table. <laughs> um, I've known you for a while. And before we started, you told me you were a special education teacher. And that was something I absolutely did not know about you. I just know you as an artist Yes. Well, you're not just an artist. You're more things than that. But <laughs> what what led you to special education? Well, that's a long story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I was diagnosed with dyslexia at the age of 11, you know, I was like, oh, okay, so I just need to do things differently. Why am I told that the things that I need to do is wrong? Uh, I, I, I needed to draw, you know, to 
understand what I was doing in, in class. I was told off. I was told I shouldn't ask questions, etc., etc. And in this process, I realized, okay, I, I need to work on myself because no one else is, is helping me, so I need to help myself. Mm-hmm. So in this process, I started working on my own mental health. What is dyslexia? What is all these things that stops me? And started to change my mindset around these things. And through that process, I started thinking, ah, it would be cool one day to actually, you know, travel around and talk about dyslexia. Uh, but I was like, you know, it's probably not going to happen. But it would be cool. Uh, so my goal has always been, I want to live from my art. So that's that's the goal I made and still has. But on, on the way there, I ended up studying uh, animation in England, Falmouth University, where I created I Am Dyslexic. And during I Am Dyslexic, I realized, wow, I'm actually really good at helping people find their way of learning. I could say to them, like the people that work with me, uh, my fellow students, like, hey, if you just do it this in this way, it will actually be more efficient for you and you won't be so tired or something similar along those lines. And mm-hmm. I got a lot of feedback, like, you're really good at this. I'm like, oh, maybe I am really good at this. So, <laughs> so I actually wanted to move. Uh, I wanted to move back to Norway for different reasons after my bachelor. Uh, I applied here in Norway for um, basically, basically on the way to become a art teacher. Uh, it's a new educa- uh, teacher in, in, in the as a foundation and then you can add to it. However, they told me that animation was not, um, what's the word, enough to mm. become uh, an art teacher, which is very ironic because we do everything in animation. Right. So I was like, okay, screw you guys, screw Norway, I'll move back to England. Uh, <laughs> so I applied to two things. I applied to special education in art and special education. Now, education and art and special education. And I got into spe- I got into education and art. And I remember it was right before the, before bed. So I remember like, okay, I got in. I'll go back to England. Good. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up next time and said, no, I am going into special education. I called down to the teacher or the head teacher for that um, specific unit or whatever you call it. And I had convinced her like, hey, you want me. You know, I, you want me because I know what I'm talking about. I have, I made this film. I'm currently illustrating a book. I'm working with this in Norway. I'm traveling around Norway to hold presentations. You want me. And uh, she said, like, this is going to be a lot of writing. This is going to be very difficult for you. I'm like, I know. I want to get in. This is what I want to do. So in a, in a moment when I put my foot on the, um, on the pavement, after going off the train, I got a text message saying, you got into special occasion. So I was like, yes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, I failed in every subject because I couldn't write. I was not on part with the academic university master level that I needed to be. But I learned to write English that year because that's yeah. the only thing I did. Uh, and I passed. I made it. <laughs> I, I got my degree. and. Um, yeah, I learned. <laughs> I, I I learned a lot. I learned to write English. Uh, I basically used absolutely everything that I had u- used of 
every support tools, every learning technique, everything that I had made up until that point in order to survive <laughs> this, this master. And uh, I, I did it. I did it. Um, my, dissertation, my dissertation saved me. Uh, and it wasn't because I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I absolutely knew what I was doing. I just wasn't good at writing. Um, and yes, they tried to help me with, you know, okay, can we um, make it in a presentation or something? And I did. And sometimes that went well. Other times I misunderstood the, the task uh, and answered something else. But I fundamentally understood what I was doing and had a lot of knowledge of how to handle uh, individuals with learning differences. And I specialized in dyslexia, which I had loads of experience in. And the very best thing, this very last thing my teachers said to me was like, thank you, you challenged us because I refused to do it their way. I was like, no, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it this way because I want to prove a point, but also I need to do this, <laughs> you know? So that's right. how I become a special education teacher. Wow. Um, you told me something a while, you know, in one of our discussions a ways back that you learned to speak English from watching anime. Yes. So I'm curious, were your issues with writing purely because of your dyslexia or was it the language gap or was it um, language gap meaning you're speaking Norwegian and you're having to write in English or is it a combination of both? I think it's a combination of both, but English is like horrible for dyslexics. Yes. <laughs> you know, there, there are so many silent letters and you just have to know them in order to actually <laughs> be able to write. And the, the structure in terms of how the sentences are built are kind of similar, but mm. yet different because we don't have all the there and all stuff like that. We have other similar things, but it's slightly different. Uh, so I, for me, uh, it took me a long time to actually learn English in the first place. I had no motivation because I didn't, I didn't even, I couldn't even write Norwegian in the, in the beginning. Why would I introduce myself to something way more difficult? Uh, and it actually started out with uh, Pokemon because I, I wanted to play the Pokemon game. Pokemon Yellow. So I asked my dad, hey, can you translate for me? What does this Pokemon, what, what is this Pokemon? And every Pokemon has different words that makes up a name, right? Mm -hmm. They have lore and everything. And I wanted to know. So I asked my dad, <laughs> what does slow bro, what, what does that mean? He told me. And I was like, oh, interesting. I and I remembered it because that was much more valuable for, to me than what I learned in the English lesson, which I didn't have any use for at the time. Right. But then I found anime and the big thing, not only in terms of English, but I wanted to read because I had to read the subtitles mm -hmm. in order to understand what I was saying, because otherwise it's all Japanese. Mm. So <laughs> I put, I gave myself an um, uh, English dictionary, English Norwegian dictionary, and I stopped for every new subtitle sentence that came up, I stopped it, checked every word, you know, and continued. So the episode got double the amount of, of length, but I learned English because that was my motivation. 
right and, and doing that for a few years you know then then you get good and, and uh, <laughs> you read the sentence like that and you get mm-hmm. my 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 english improvement my my reading skills improved the meaning norwegian improved and i even learned some japanese <laughs> you know and even if i didn't understand what's going on from the text i can understand from the visuals because i learned visually mm-hmm. and this was the motivation i needed so that's how i fundamentally learned english mm-hmm. um but it took me years before i actually got good at writing i didn't get good at writing before i started my masters which is way too late but it works you know Right. I went through a bachelor degree without actually in England without really writing good English. So it's possible. Interesting. It's interesting that you could do a bachelor's without writing a whole lot of English, but you can't do the master's without writing a whole lot of English. It depends. I think it depends what kind of degree you take. Like mm. art, sure. It's, it's more, is it leverage? Is that the right word, I suppose? Or is it? It's more, it's not as high in terms of like your literally your writing skills, unless you do some creative writing, obviously. Right. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. If, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. It depends on the school. Uh, but when you're doing an English specific master degree that's just text based the whole way, then yeah, your English need to be on point, which it wasn't. So. so tell me about I Am Dyslexic, because it says that it was a student film. Yeah. And uh, I know that it's near and dear to your heart. So what what brought, what, I mean, I, I think your life was obviously the inspiration for that. But, you know, what, tell, tell me the story of getting to I Am Dyslexic and, you know, then creating it and putting that out. So, so basically, what you're telling me, you want my whole life story. <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't uh, have time for that, unfortunately. <laughs> no, we can take a shorter version. Uh, so <laughs> in second year of my animation uh, degree, uh, we were told that we were going to make a third year film. This okay. happened every year. And I was like, yeah, I have some ideas, but I might, I might not do it. I don't need to do it. There's some... I can work on someone else's film. And um, for a while, that was my thought until I realized, hey, this is my opportunity to actually explain to people how I feel. What have I been going through? What, what, what's going on? And I, I wanted to people to relate to this uh, so they can go to the teacher or, or parent or friend and say, hey, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that was my, what I had in mind. Uh, in the beginning, it was very, very, very close to my actual story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but over time, it changed a little bit. So in April or, or Jan- February, maybe it was March, between March, uh, March and April, we started the development of, of this idea. In, in 2015, I believe. Uh, yes, in 15. And um, by the end of the year, we were supposed to write uh, a script before the third year. So we go to the third year, we can present it. 
And I spent uh, three months, that was summer holiday, just to try to get some words down on this stupid paper. And uh, I panicked and I was unable to write much at all. So I, I did some designs. Um, I, I knew everything up here, but I just couldn't put it down in, into the paper. So I go back after three, three months. I was exhausted because, you know, I tried so hard. And I said to my teachers, I can't do this. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to make this film. And they said, yes, but no, you need to do this because you have such a good idea. Go on, you know. I was like, no. And then I had this one friend. She helped me with um, the last years, the previous years, dissertations because again writing uh and and so she kind of understood how i was how i was thinking and she said to me mads give me 10 minutes just tell me everything that's in your head just spit it out and i was like sure yeah i i envision this uh, this guy he, he's that climbs up a mountain of books and pages grow out of his face kind of similar to Castaway with Tom Hanks and he's wasted on this mountain and he has to climb on top and she was like there you go I was like there you go I gotta write it down I've never written anything so fast ever and um, I went and made some uh, concept art one or two days afterwards I went up on the stage and I presented hey I'm gonna make a film about my experiences with dyslexia and uh, I got green light and um, uh, teamed up with uh, the co-director, uh, Kate Wyman. And uh, we started creating this film. And uh, it was a journey, for sure. It, it took a lot of... It was a lot of healing for me to do, go through all of this and put that into the film. And you can really tell by the people around, because people gravitated towards it because mm -hmm. they had similar experiences of course because art usually where these individuals with learning differences go to they um, so we became overall almost 60 people working on this film wow. um, uh, and all had some sort of uh, learning difference not everyone worked at the same time but a good amount uh, and by the end, you know, people said like, thank you. I, I, I finally come to terms with my dyslexia through working on this film and working with you. I was like, hmm, you know, good. And that's when I started to like uh, think maybe I should study special education. And uh, then we continued to put it out uh, and uh, we put it into many, many, many film festivals and it won 12 different awards. Wow. And I'm still seeing it going around the internet. It's very popular in Greece for some reason. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it's it's still alive. It's still living its own life, being used everywhere in the world for my the, the way I intended it to be used. Starting a conversation about dyslexia. And uh, yes, yeah, so yeah. That was I think it makes it universal because you don't actually have any dialogue inside of it, do you? Exactly. Right. There is some dialogue in the music, but it's right. deliberately made. So you don't need to understand what you're saying in order to understand the film, mm -hmm. which is the right. point. Right. And it is a very emotional film 
for sure. Even if you don't have impact. Yes. Cause even if you don't have dyslexia, it's quite moving, which is probably why it keeps getting shared. I know that we have it on our website. We have a section on our website that says some of our favorite uh, videos and recordings and it's listed on there. So thank you. And that was before I ever met you too. I was about to say that's probably before we even met. So way, way back. Uh Uh-huh. It's it's fascinating how all these things kind of go together. <laughs> but it, it's no. strange now, you know. I go to different schools, random schools. Some people are like, oh, it's you. You made yeah. this film. I'm like, oh yeah, people, people know who I am. <laughs> it's fun. But it's you know, it's strange how you can make your experiences into something valuable like that. And mm-hmm. I, I still haven't really come to terms with that. Like I actually did something that impacts people. So I'm very grateful. Mm, I love that. Um, So you do speak, you travel around and you speak to various groups about dyslexia. What's, what's one of the main things you focus on in your speeches? Do you, do you try to talk about that emotional aspect? Do you try to talk about it from the child's aspect, from the educator's aspect? Or do you do, depending upon your audience, do you mix it up a bit? It depends on the audience, but, but <laughs> always, you know, of course, you speak differently to, to children under, under 10 than you do 10 and up. Right. You, that's just, of course, uh, I'm probably more harsh, uh, strong, using stronger language with with um, teens and up than I do with with children. To further, you need to speak their language, you know, for them to understand you. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but I, I always have a very it's heavy stuff, and those who who have experienced it need that validation so to say in order to actually be able to listen mm-hmm. uh, for others to see wow carl here he really he really gets it so I, this guy must say something correct you know uh, so so that emotional aspect is always there and the message that i usually have is is i go through my own story i go through mental physical uh, trauma and i go through learning techniques and mental health, uh, how to solve it, you know, or how how I solve it and how I help other people solve it. Uh, usually true, it takes a really long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Learning techniques, as I said, uh, how to, how I overcome dyslexia, how I've seen other people overcome their challenges. So it's like a mixed match between my own and other people. And, and this, what can you do as a student or parent teacher in order to actually help whoever it is so i'm using myself as a foundation to share this message and say hey hey, hello this is serious stuff you know this is this is how an individual with dyslexia may observe their own world uh, or how does an individual with dyscalculia experience the math class you know you may not know here here you go now you know Uh, so other than that uh Sometimes I, I speak about just mental health or, or just learning techniques or animation or um, whatever it may be. But usually it's the whole package that I, I speak. So 
I feel did I answer you? I feel like I answered you kind of vaguely, but yeah. No, you you answered it because I I also want to get to you know something that I, I at least think you're passionate about. You've told me you're passionate about, which is you know working with children as mentors. Yes. As or mentors plural, like you exist in multiple states. As a mentor, singular. <laughs> Can exist in multiple places at the same time. <laughs> Video. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, but I know that you're passionate about being a mentor as well. Oh. How did you kind of come full circle to? Oh, I, I mean, obviously you're a teacher and obviously you're an artist, but you know, kind of taking on being a mentor is is an additional level. Kind of how did you come around to that? Yeah, yeah. So as we have established right now, I I I have a degree in special education. Mm-hmm. I could have worked in a school. I decided not to because I, I see all the children, but I feel like in the system, you can't really help them. Mm-hmm. So that really put me off. And I was like, it hurts. It hurts. So I wanted to, you know, I focus mostly on, on my um, speeches. Uh, because I could see the children that actually was there, either, either through events or I went to schools that, wow, this is working. I can reach them the way that I want, the way that I know they need. And I was like, this is amazing. Always loved children and they always love me for whatever reason. Uh, so I'm very good at communicating with them. Um, but I wanted to uh, play around with the idea to actually do one-on-one talks with with them and i I did uh, physically for for uh, every now and then um but then in 2020 yes jake sussman he he texted me out of the blue and said hey dude yo i like what you do do you want to be a mentor i was like oh that's convenient because i i just wanted to do something like this and Mm -hmm. uh so i signed up and um yeah, work on that and it's 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 really great because i can even though it takes time obviously you can kind of influence them over time to kind of think or do something to improve their mental physical or challenges or whatever this to whatever medium that they want mm-hmm. um, and that can change depending on the session of course and it just it feels really nice i i feel like it's to me it's I can reach the child further than what I probably could have done in in the classroom because they usually are very excited. Oh, it's it's you. Cool. I want to hang out with you. And and that that gives you that. Okay, cool. They are actually here because they want to, meaning they are more open to actually work on themselves. And when I was 11, you know, I realized that I love taking apart my own brain to understand how do I work? Because the more I understand how I work, the more I can tell you of what I need. I'm trying to implement this same mentality. Like, if you understand you, things becomes a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up in superpower consulting. <laughs> and that's kind of how you ended up in our lives. Yes. <laughs> so. Pretty early, I think. Wasn't it like... October, November, last year. I think I think so. 
No, it was right after Christmas because I was building my Christmas present. Oh. When we spoke the first time, which was Legos Hogwarts. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I don't remember. I just remember you speaking and there was little dogs. Yes. I don't remember. <laughs> I was home alone because I was built. Jake calls me out of the blue and he's like, Hey, can you talk? It was a Sunday. And he was like, Hey, can you talk right now? I'm like, Yeah, I'm just sitting at the table building Legos. And that, like, you know, up to my credibility with you because I was building Legos. <laughs> Lego is always awesome. <laughs> and I think you started working with my son a couple of weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. He, it took some time for him to open up, but we are very good terms right now. Yes. Uh, he definitely does not like the days that you're supposed to meet. He definitely doesn't like it when he misses his sessions with you. That's for sure. Um, must have made some impact and I'm very glad. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited last night because he said that he wanted to be a part of this interview and here's the cat. And um, he changed his mind this morning, but you and I both kind of expected that from him as well. So <laughs> I'm sorry. My cat has been having a lot of attitude lately about wanting to be loved on when it's not well, appropriate. Well, get your son when we go to cat. <laughs> <laughs> we, we live to serve, don't we? <laughs> Cats for the win. <laughs> but yeah. So where do you... So, I mean, you're, you're a very young man. You've achieved a lot of things. How young do you point. think I am? I'm not going to take. Um, you really want me to guess your age? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on, go on, go on. Between 30 and 35. Nope. I'm younger. See? <laughs> Just because you dared me, I went on the high side. Yeah, anyway, yeah. you're a very young man. <laughs> 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 I'm 28. Okay, I'm 20 it's years close. older than you. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <just> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you've achieved a lot by this point. Where do you sort of see? Where do you want to go? What do you? What do you? I don't like the question. Where do you see yourself in five years? I actually despise that question. But I think it's a fascinating question. Oh, no, I can't. I, especially in the workforce, it's, it's one of my least favorite questions. But, yeah, I understand. but I mean, you've clearly had a vision for yourself and the direction that you're going in. So I'm curious where you where your vision takes you in the long run. So as we have established, I, I have always been very driven. I always had very like, I want to do this. I don't care how long it's going to take, but I'm going there what is there. It's like, I want to live from creating, I want to live from sharing my knowledge and, and um, just, yeah, share, share more of me. Uh, so that's still ongoing. I had, uh, for the last year and a half now, I, or more, I have been very, very active on TikTok because that's where the kids are, you know, they need to be where they are. <laughs> Uh, but it's a great app to see, like, interact with people and stuff uh, for, for my audience. Um, and that have given me the confidence that I needed, you know, to make, be more comfortable in front of the camera, which now I'm also, I've been working on for a while. I've been trying on different things, but I want to be more 
established on like YouTube, for example. Uh, I have I have many good ideas that I just need to do. <laughs> it's just been a few things in the way that I actually now I can do it. Um, and um, I want to continue doing basically things, all the things I'm doing currently, I want to amplify, I want to do more of it. I, I uh, because I really, I really, really enjoy what I'm doing. And I'm, I, I really see that it is, it's making a difference, it's, it's working. And I, I want to do all of those things because one gives a break for the other one. And as long as I can go on, I, I know it works. I get the income from all these sources uh, and, and I can live from it. As, as long as I can do that, I will continue and just, yeah, make more art, make more content, help more people, share more of my knowledge and gain new knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and th- that improves myself as well. I love learning. I love evolving. And um, so, yeah, more of what I'm doing right now. As long as I can do it for. Do you have any more animation projects you want to work on? Uh, yes and no. I have a few cool ideas, but animation is a very long process. And uh, I just finished. I worked on the ADHD film called uh, The Whole World in the Universe, A Whole World in My Suitcase made mm. together with uh, ADHD Norway that finished in early 2020. So I'm okay. kind of like, okay, I need a break. <laughs> need a break for that because it's such an intense thing. Um, but yes, I do have a few ideas. But before that, I have more illustration jobs, more more um, anim- more video slash smaller animations from my own videos that I want to do. And uh, I have I have loads of ideas of, of things to, to represent people or represent them, something, but in immediate future, no, I don't have something right now that I want to <laughs> illustrate into a film because it takes such a long time. <laughs> it does. Um, tell everybody what your YouTube channel is. Oh, it's my name. It's my <laughs> name. It's uh, everything like everywhere is Matsuyanehud. So if you write. You'll find me on or without the er. It's O. Because otherwise, <laughs> it will, no one will find me. Um, so, so it's my full name on every platform. Okay. Perfect. And, um, or if you can't write my name, you can write I am dyslexic and you find me instantly on YouTube. This is true. You and you had to send me that O with the line through it. I don't know what you call that. Uh. Uh. Yeah, yeah, but you, you, I can see it on the live. You've written it. This like a coffee talk with Montsanago. You, you've written it. I have because you sent it to me, and so I keep going back to that and copying it everywhere. Good, good, good. good. No, because I don't know how um, to do the special characters on my keyboard. <laughs> no, and English, English, English ones doesn't have it. What I usually do if I can't find a letter and I don't have it available, I either go on Facebook and search up that person or I, I go on google and says norwegian o and it comes up <laughs> but just without o you will find me everywhere i'm on every platform basic almost every platform uh, on the same name so it should be easy to find me 
So what have we not covered so far? Oh, what have we not covered so far? Uh, I can tell you about a new new uh, book I illustrated. Yes, please. Hacking the Code, it's called. Oh. It's a children's book. Uh, That's been all over my feed lately, and I can't remember who invited me to like it. Was it you? Probably Gaia. <laughs> Gia, 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 her name is Gia. Gia. Okay. So yeah, tell us about Hacking the Code. So Hacking the Code is a book about a little boy called Case. And uh, he really likes to do uh, this uh, with his friends, uh, not 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 naughty things, but uh, pranks, pranks, pranks with his friend. And uh, one day, the principal he gets really annoyed, and he he says, "Okay, you know, I'm going to give you a real punishment this time. You're going to write a full essay of of um, things you find difficult." And for his friend, it was like, no, no big deal, right? But for Case, it's the worst thing ever. And um, during this process, he learns to uh, learns that he has dyslexia and, and how he observed the world. And he also uh, find a friend group and do fun things together. And uh, yeah, without spoiling the book, what will happen to Case and his journey to write this essay? And it's uh, it's been very well received so far, so I'm very happy about. And uh, so yeah, interesting. I'm I I'm gonna I'm gonna confess I haven't checked it out yet because no. the person that invited me to like it I I don't think it was you but it was somebody like I think it was me invited me to, to, to like it. And I was like, well, I don't know who you are, but okay, I'll like it so that I can sort of learn a little bit more about it. But I haven't done a good job of that, but I will now, I now I will add it to my list. I will check it out. <laughs> now you have to, yeah. <laughs> now I have to, I know, right. I have to do, I have to do my job. Um, so, and that was a little bit of a strategic question because the FedEx truck showed up and I knew that my dogs were going to bark. So I could mute myself by asking the question. <laughs> Smart, smart, smart. Yes, but you've you shared something else amazing with us. So thank you for that. But um I know I know it's kind of late for you there, I think. Nah, it's all right. No? Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I only have a couple more minutes because we're gonna have to head to soccer here in a couple more minutes. But um so the piece behind you is from I Am Dyslexic. Um, don't you have a piece with like wings or something too? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, not <laughs> currently in my house. Uh, <laughs> I sold that piece off. Uh, but uh -oh. you, you, uh, no, no, it's, it's digital. So you can always print it up. So if, if anyone is ever interested in any of my art, you can find that on my website. Uh, we can find this one and the one that you just said, and many, many, many more. So, so I do sell my art. There you go. Well, and I don't mean uh oh in a bad way, but I mean uh oh is, and you can't show it to us, but because I want to, I want to see like the big one. So I need, I need to go to your website and check it out. <laughs> yes, you do. You need to do, and you can buy it as big as you want. Um, but um, 
yeah i can talk for hours but we have limited time <laughs> we do unfortunately um just because of soccer um because it takes forever to get to this particular field that my husband is dreading driving to <laughs> that's how it is that's how it is i know i know i know but i wanted you know, more than anything, I wanted to thank you for taking the time to do this. And, you know, uh, huh? Thank you for having me. Oh, sorry. I don't hear very well, but you know that about me, right? <laughs> I've heard you say it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I did want to thank you for taking the time to do this today and to talk about everything and to share, share the story about I am dyslexic and you know, I've known you for a year now and I didn't know you were a special education teacher. And I feel like I'm, I sh definitely should have known that. And I'm kind of sad that I didn't, but now I'm glad that I do. So, <laughs> but I think. I just wanted to see how similar you are to your son or he is to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's either a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> in <Into> the situation. <laughs> no, but that's the fun thing. You always learn new things about people, right? Yes, Definitely. But um, I think that because you're a special education teacher, that makes your art that much more meaningful based on who your target audience is. And your target audience is children just like you. So, but thank you for what you do. Thank you for the work that you do, for how you contribute to the community, for what you put out there. Thank you for being a mentor. I know that my son adores his time with you. So. Thank you for all the kind words. <laughs> absolutely but i hope that you have a great day and thank you for joining us and everybody thank you for joining us and i will put mad's youtube channel link in the comments as and um if i haven't liked you from our youtube page i will like you from our youtube page as well so awesome but i think i have but i'll check <laughs> thank you thank you everybody you too. good luck with uh, soccer it's his first day back after breaking his elbow. So, you know, this is kind of big deal. We'll, we'll see how aggressive he is on the field today. Yes. That's, <laughs> I'm sure I will get the update next week. So I'm sure, so. I'm sure that you will. Um, Cause this season kids have knocked him down a few times. I know he's terrified of falling down and landing on his elbow because the fracture is not completely healed. So. Well, if we'll he does, how... I'm sure he attacks back because that's what he usually does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but, so this will this will be an interesting game for sure, and it's cold and windy, so you know that's that'll add extra fun too. Anyway, mm -hmm. thank you <laughs> thank so you much, thank you everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hold on. There you go. Good. That went Hold well. On, let, me, let me stop the recording.